everyone. Welcome to Woodland Life Center. We are so glad you're here today that you chose to come and worship the Lord with us. We are here to worship him for he alone is worthy. Amen. Amen. So will you please stand with us? We're going to start by singing. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord of my soul and forget not all his benefits, who heals all, all your iniquity, who redeems all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. In Christ alone. Striving. 
today. That is our story. That is our song. We celebrate you this morning, Jesus. Will you please turn and greet those around you? Make people you don't recognize feel at home.
Worthy. All glory is due to his name. We're going to have some fun now. You guys are singing good. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we 
know, you can stay standing or be seated. We're going to wear you out today with singing. And so I just hope you're ready for it. We're excited about worshiping the Lord with you guys one last time. And I'm going to introduce to you now some of you. Well, you go ahead. Uh, yeah. Introduce yourself. If any of y'all don't know me, uh, my name's Mia. I'm the oldest of Pastor Brian and Sarah's children. I'm married. I'm in college. I live in Tennessee now. So that's why I haven't been around. Um, but we thought it would be important for me to get to come and be here with you guys this morning um, because this church, like, my, my, was my whole childhood. Um, moved here when I was five. Um, and so there are some of you who I've known since I was born. And... Um, I, you know, I know every corner of this church, like back of my hand, because it's like was basically attached to my house. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Um, so grateful to be here with you guys. Um, I want to make sure I hug as many of you as I can today. Um, and yeah, love y'all. So let's continue in worship.
glory. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. It's all about Him today. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. worthy. You alone. Worthy is the King who conquered my grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King. to the cross. I love this time of year. All things coming new. This next song is about when he called us out. If, if you remember in the Gospels, before Christ was crucified and was rose from, and rose from the grave, he, rose, he raised Lazarus from the grave. He called him out. And I love that metaphor for when we were dead in our sins. He gave us new life. Those of us in Christ, he's called us out of the grave, and it's exciting, and it's awesome that we get to participate with him in that. We're going to sing about it now, that glorious day. This is our testimony, y'all. Come on. I was buried beneath my shame. And who could carry that kind of weight? It was my turn. Hallelujah. Till I met you. Yeah. I was breathing, but not alive. And all my failures I tried.
Lisa McKenzie, and I am the Children's Director here at Woodland Life Center. We're going to take you on a fun tour of our children's department, so that way you can see all the happenings that our children get to do on our Sunday mornings when they attend church. Come along with us, and that way you can see what opportunities there are that you might feel led to do. So let's go check it out. Here in our children's ministry, we have four different age groups that people can volunteer with and that our children go to. We have our infants through three years old. We have our pre-kindergarten class, which is four and five-year-olds. We have our kindergarten through second grade class. And then we have our third through fifth grade class. We also have a lot of amazing events throughout the year that we would love your help with. Throughout our time here in the children's ministry, we actually start with our pre-K, through fifth grade in worship because we feel it's really important for our kids to see how us as adults and families worship together. From when the tithe announcement comes, then they come back here to our children's ministry and enjoy time with their teachers and learning about Jesus, playing games, and even getting to do some crafts. Now we're going to actually listen to some of our volunteers and why they choose to volunteer with our kids in our children's ministry. Um, I'm Skylar King. I help in the um, nursery for the children's ministry, and I decided to do this as part, like I just remember everyone who helped me when I was younger in church and how much fun that was for me. Um, and I also love kids. So like, it's just really good to be able to like pass some of that on and experience it myself um, and give back. Hi everyone, my name is Christy Madewell, and I volunteer in the children's church with the preschoolers the fellowship and community within this church has meant a lot to me and a lot within my journey. And so the opportunity to be of service and uh, give back within our fellowship is the other reason that I really enjoy volunteering at the Children's Church. Hello, my name is John Bartlett and I help in Children's Church uh, three through fifth grade. I like to see the look on a child's face when they learn something good and proper and feed it back to you. I'm delighted to see that learning take place. Proverbs 22.6 Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Hello, church family. My name is Candy Gilmore, and currently I teach the kindergarten through uh, second graders here at the church. I love to teach the kids to um, help them learn more about God and not only my own kids, but um, all of your children as well and not only about his love, but um, To know the truth and to know what he wants for us in our lives and for them to one day um, Share with their families as well We are going to be having an all-volunteer meeting and training on Sunday March 8th right after church services here in the chapel and the children's ministry area. We will be providing lunch for you as well. This is for all current volunteers, potential volunteers, and if you are just feeling led to help us in any way throughout our year in the children's ministry. You can give me a call or send me an email and let me know if you have any questions or would like further information. Looking forward to seeing you as many people there as possible because it is a fun time that we do have here with our kids. Jesus loves me, this I know. Jesus loves me, this I know. I won't forget.
are headed into a new season here at WLC. It's exciting and it's sad at the same time. We're going to be saying goodbye to our beloved Troxel family. And at that time, we're going to be praying for them as they're going into this new season and into this new church. We know God has a plan for them and he also has a plan for us here. So as a church body, we're going to gather together on March 1st at 6 p.m. out in the lobby area where the cafe is. And we're all going to get together and we're going to pray for the Troxels and we're going to pray for the future of this church and what God's going to do here. We want you all to come. If you can't make it, please set that time aside and join us all in prayer so that this church body can lift up what God's will is for us here and we can step into this new season together. Just to add a note on that last announcement, the prayer gathering tonight is going to be in here uh, in the gym. So that's 6 p.m. here. Please, anyone that can come out and make it. We're going to be praying for the Troxels as they go, but um, also praying for the days ahead here at Woodland Life Center. So if we could have the ushers come forward, we'll take this morning's tithes and offerings. Would you bow with me, please? Lord, we are grateful for so many blessings in our lives. and Lord, we know that offerings come in a lot of different forms, not just in the financial world, but we know and we are grateful for the offering that has been the Troxel family, for our lives, for our faiths, um, how they've offered themselves in ministry, whether it's worship, children's, church, giving the word, and many, 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 many more ministries. We are grateful for their offering. Uh, Lord, we, are, we want to continue um, this journey of faith together as a, as a community, as a church. Um, and we seek to build your kingdom here in Woodland Park and around the world and bless these tithes and offerings and let them do just that. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Isn't it great having our kids in here with us? Just love it. I want to personally thank you for taking the time today to join us here. And 
I look around this room and I see people that I've been, we've been journeying with for 21 years. People that we have done lots of life together. Mountains and valleys, great times and the worst of times. And really that's, that's what we do, right? We, 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 we journey. We journey together. It's, it's, a, it's one of the great joys of being the church. Sometimes us folks that move up into the mountains, we do so to get away from people. <clears throat> I'm not asking for testimonies today, okay? Now you don't have to raise your hand. But the truth is that that's sometimes the truth. But we need each other. We need the church to be the church. And for the church to be the church, it means that we need to be connected to the church because your part of the church is just as critical as the person sitting next to you and behind you in front of you and on the other side of the room. And we're talking about the kingdom here. And it's, it's, it's a kingdom of God that has existed before us has existed during us and through us and will continue to exist beyond us. It's an eternal thing, this kingdom of God. We have basically three groups of people here today. Or I'm going to choose to boil us down into three different groups for our purpose we have people in this room that have been a part of this church from before I was here, before we were here. There are people that are a part of this church that's, that have been around a while but started after we were here. And then there are people that are here today that, are just, that have just recently began here, our, 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 our new faces And what I, what I want to do this morning, I've, I've asked three people to join me up here. It's one from each of these categories. So the three of you will come on up, Lynn and Nate and Jim. I, I've asked them to join me up here because I, I, I just want to hear from each group a, a, a bit of a testimony so, Lynn, if you'll join me first. This is Lynn Scholl. The Scholl family have been here since the days of Moses. No, not quite that long. Um, how long is it? How many years have you been a part of this church family now? So we came in 96. Yeah, go ahead and talk. So we came in 96. So 
96. Um, that's a long time. I know. <laughs> Math people. Will you just talk to us uh, from your perspective, mm-hmm. um, from the perspective of, of the folks that have been a part of this church for more than 15 years? Mm-hmm. What are you experiencing? What have you experienced? Well, um, when Pastor asked me to do this, I really prayed to God of what he wanted me to say. And I really feel like it's important that we um, know the history of our church as we move forward because um, I just, my view of what has happened in the last 15 years has been very God-driven and God has been in it the whole entire way. So I'm going to just start with my experience when we got pastor and how that went. I know some of you have heard this story because pastor and I have shared it on and off through the years, but I was on the board um, when we were looking for a pastor back then, and I was also one of the youth leaders of the church, a lay youth leader at that time. And so I had met Brian in the youth world, and he had kind of became a mentor for me, helping me um, with some ideas for youth and things like that. And we had had a mountaintop event with our youth at one point. And um, for me, it was just so incredible and encouraging. And the spirit that I saw in um, Brian and his family was just overwhelming. And at the same time, our church had died to about, I don't know, 25 people or less. We were really hurting financially. We weren't getting people to come to church. The pastor we had at the time had a great heart, but he was experiencing um, some personal Um, trials in his own life. So we met with the DS, and the DS said, we have three choices. The choices are we can either close the doors to the church, we can work with the existing pastor and get him the resources and things he needs to build the church, or we can do this new program that's called a restart program, which is um, we come in, we hire a brand new pastor, the district comes in and helps um, with resources and I think even financial support. And we can go that route. And so the board started praying and decided that we wanted to do this restart church. And so we're sitting there talking and um, about what that would look like for a pastor. And I don't know, God just like opened my mouth and I said, well, we just need somebody like Pastor Brian Troxell. And only because I had come off this mountaintop experience did I have that feeling. And um, everybody else in the group was like, what? I don't know. He's... They weren't sure, and I was like, I don't know why I spit that out, but I did, and then, um, I know, it was funny. So, um, anyway, what was funny about that experience is the DS sitting there, I kid you not, he turned as white as a ghost and almost fell off his chair when I said it, and um, he shared the story with us that he had been working with Brian, and Brian had decided to become a lead pastor and was looking for a startup church, but that he was looking at a place east, Peyton area or somewhere, and Brian had come to him a couple weeks before that and said, I don't know, God's talking to me, and it's Woodland Park. I'm supposed to go to Woodland Park. So when I blurted out his name in that meeting, the DS saw this God vision, that God was pulling all of the pieces together. So... I wish I could say it was as easy as that, but then the board had a lot of split reaction to that, and a lot of the board members didn't want Brian because he was too young, he didn't have enough experience, he was too hip, all kinds of things, and so 
Um, they, we started interviewing Brian, and they put him through the ringer. They, he was judged, he was criticized, and I remember having this moment in my garage. I pulled in, because this is my first experience of feeling God really working and talking even to me, because I just don't have those experiences that much. And I pulled into my garage, and I just started crying, and I'm like, God, I don't get it. If Brian is the guy that's supposed to come, why are we going through this? Why is this trials happening? And I remember so clearly God said, just sit, just watch. You'll see what happens. And so we went through this long journey, and we hired Pastor Brian. And I say that to say that Brian has came in, and he has set a really nice foundation for our church for believing and becoming and moving us all into the center of God's will. And so as we move now into a new direction, I want to say that God is already preparing the next person coming because that's what our God does. And so I pray for the leadership team as they move forward that they will know without a shadow of a doubt who is coming and who's not. And then the last thing I want to say is that I'm with bittersweet heart wishing <laughs> Brian and Sarah the best and that we have been had a really fun journey of trials and good times. We've raised our kids together. And um, as always, you guys will be in my prayers. And I really wish you guys the best. Nate. So it's, it, the, she didn't. Uh, speak a lot about what, what church was like before this, but as you can tell, I mean, it kind of got into a bit of a crisis, but understand that, that God has been a part of, of this journey from before my name ever uh, came across the Woodland Park area. And then we've just seen a continuation of, of the work of the Holy Spirit throughout this whole time. And so Nate and Candy, the Gilmore family, um, how long have you guys been a part of this church family now? Uh, we began coming in the late summer, early fall of 2012. Yeah. Right after we moved up here from the Denver area. And, and from the perspective of, of, of the group of people here that, that have joined in uh, as part of this church family, especially during the, the phase where we were in construction and raising money and, and moving into this awesome space what has been your experience? What, what's, what's on your heart this morning? Well, you know, first off, I'll say I brought notes because if I don't, I'll ramble. Um, we appreciate so, that. Thank you. Um, it's interesting. I think, I think to lay the groundwork before I get into specifically that, the building process, right? You have to understand where we came from. Um, we came from the Denver area. We had been at the same church for about, well, Candy had been there for 20-some-odd years. Um, it is the church that she grew up in. It's a very small uh, Church of Christ uh, congregation. I think we were between 100 and 120. Um, I was worship deacon and uh, youth deacon. And um, we came from kind of that, that very small, very uh, conservative background. When we decided to move, as the spiritual head of my household, um, I took it pretty seriously to find a church that was spirit-led and that was led by God, not the man. That was really, really, really important to me and to us as a family. And so ahead of time, we called around. We called um, 
a lot of the churches in the area, Community, Impact, the Church of Christ, uh, and WP Naz. I talked to, I talked to the pastors of all, uh, Little Chapel up in Divide. We talked to the pastors of all and really wanted to make sure that, that the church that we were going to was going to have a really strong biblical foundation uh, and a heart for Jesus. And so those were, those were kind of the things that I was first looking at, and, and, and a strong youth program was also there. But, I mean, realistically, that's, that's what we were looking for. So as we came, we tried out a lot of the different churches. We went into churches. We, we saw good, all of the ones that we visited had strong biblical teaching, um, but none of them felt like a family. And on our first visit here in the old chapel, um, it's just it's weird to see the size group that's in here, by the way, I'm just saying. It's, it it's, it, it uh, is affecting me in a way I didn't anticipate. To see the number of people that we see here, because I remember early growth phase in the old chapel, and it was packed, but it was nothing like this. And going and visiting and, and being treated as family day one, and then coming back and being treated as family the next time. So those were, those were big things that said, okay, this is now where we're going to stay. We're going to come here. We saw strong biblical teaching. We saw worship that was spirit-led and spirit-filled. Um, and at that time, I think Sarah was, was leading then as well. So those were things that really brought us here and made us want to stay. We saw a spirit-led, spirit-filled congregation. So that was a big deal. That got us here. That, sorry, I, I, I did end up going rambling a little bit. Sorry about that. So, uh, felt like family. One of the other big things that I think that kept us here is opportunities to serve. So, we started out volunteering and working within the praise team uh, and got a chance to meet people and get closer and grow connections. Candy began to teach in, uh, in the Sunday school and, and grow further connections. And it, I'll tell you, when you see a, an opportunity to serve, um, that says something. When, when a church is giving you the opportunity to be part of their growth, so I saw that. And all of these things are pointing towards really good, spirit-filled leadership. Um, and then we learned more about uh, the vision for the church and the vision for the building and the growth that was expected. I don't think I fully had my head around it at that time. And, and the doors that would open for additional service and additional ministries to the community. Things like the large holiday meals through the Salvation Army that we're doing. Things like the skate night that offers some real community uh, involvement for, for people. The basketball stuff. All of these different ministries. I don't think I even fully have my brain around and, and seeing how it's opened the doors. And now I look out here at this massive group and I can see your vision. I can see where God wanted you to be and where God was taking you. And it's pretty cool. But we got a chance to be involved there and in small groups where we were really digging into the Word. I remember sitting in your, in your um, living room with you, you and Dallas Raby, and um, it was, I really remember discussions with Dallas because we would butt heads on stuff, but it was fun because we were digging into the Word. We were really trying to understand. So all of those things led to us really continuing to believe and belong. This is a place where we can feed our spirit, and that was a big deal. Last thing I wanted to point out, as we look at it, um, or excuse me, as far as service was the building. It was awesome to watch that as we went to get this building built, all of the people that were helping and getting involved 
and doing little pieces here and there. Um, Jim, I remember watching you get, get, get your hands dirty in there and, and just watching all of the different people taking a part in getting us to where we are today in this beautiful building that we can now serve the community. The last thing I would point out is that we see a mission-minded uh, body. And this is a body that we see continually since we've been here that has been involved in spreading God's word and building God's kingdom, whether it's the youth going to Zuni to physically help the physical needs of people, whether it's uh, the groups that have gone the last couple of years to Gambella um, and, and to spread and grow the kingdom. When you look at that, the service, the worship, um, the learning, and the spirit, and the evangelism, that shows me a body that is led by God. And that is what our experience has been. Um, as somebody who's a leader in business and in the military, I can tell you it's very difficult to lead people when they're being paid to be there. Um, it's impossible to do it by yourself with, what are we, 300 people in here, something like that? I know that you're not doing it by yourself. I know that you're not doing it by yourself. I know that Jesus is alongside of you the entire way. <clears throat> so now the hard part. Thank you for letting us be part of your journey. We are excited for what you guys are going to do in the Houston area. I know that he's going to continue to bless your ministry. And we will continue to pray for you. He's getting serious. Okay. So, so Jim Rumsey is one of our newer faces. And um, I wanted him to, to kind of talk about from the perspective of being one of the new faces here and, and the hope that we have for the future heading forward. Pastors asked me to kind of break this down into three categories. So I hope I'm like Nate and don't uh, bubble up and bust out and all that other kind of stuff, but it's kind of hard when you think about it. First of all, we're going to talk about the beginning. Then I'm going to talk about currently where WLC is at. And then lastly, I'm talking about the future of WLC. The beginning. I arrived in December of 17. with the invitation of my current wife, Cindy. A lot of this came because in 2016, I lost my um, first wife to, to cancer. After many years of not being in the house of the Lord and getting through therapy, etc., the Lord told me it was time to go back to the body because we're admonished in the word that we as a body are to the, do the uplifting of each other. So I listened to the Lord, went to a church called Woodman Valley Chapel in Springs, and the Lord put Cindy across my path. Needless to say, the discussion started, what church should we go to? And she says, come on up to WLC, listen to my pastor. 
and see what you think. I came up here, and the first Sunday, I knew I needed to continue to come up here to WLC. Reason? We have a pastor that is moving on, but we have a pastor that is spirit-led. Very rarely in my term as a Christian, once I came back to the Lord, which is um, almost 36 years ago, I've only seen two men, Pastor Brian is one, that can do a sermon from memory. And actually, I've watched him change gears in the middle of a sermon as the Spirit led him as to what needed to be said. And I've only seen this done twice. And Pastor Brian is one of those two people. So he is spirit-led. He does have concern for the people of his congregation, the flock. And that is my beginning. And I think a beginning for a lot of people in this building is how this started. Nate alluded to that with him and Candy and their family. Are we losing a shepherd? Yes. Will we gain a new shepherd? Yes. Will he be Pastor Brian? I doubt it. We never know. But that's God's will. So that is my beginning. Um, I'm just going to do something here real quick and digress. Nate brought about service. Nate brought... And here we are. If you have the need to serve, you feel the need to serve, you feel like getting your clothes and your hands dirty... Just take the lead on anything you see and just do it. That's about the best way I can do it. Nike has the expression, just do it. If you see a need, just do it. That'll keep this house going forward. Currently, WLC, believe it or not, we are going through a period of grieving. Don't care what you say. This church body and this core is going through a a time of grieving. All of us are in various stages. We've gotten through the grief. We're joyous for the road that's ahead of the Troxels, and we're going to move on. Some are still basically bitter-struck, angry, and you have to... That's part of the grieving process is getting through anger. There's... Very good days ahead of this church. You may not see them now if you're in that anger stage, but there are better days. Been through it and done it after losing a spouse. In a way, this church has lost a family member in more ways than one. So there will be a grieving process. Each of us will have their own different way of doing it. That's just the Lord's way of helping us get through it. And basically, as currently, I have a lot of scriptures written down, just notes. But um, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, part B says, stand firm in the faith. So currently, this church has to stand firm in the faith. And concluding, and yes, I do sound like a salesman up here, but that's what I did for many, many years, trying to sell the goods that I have. I'm not trying to sell anything here. I'm just saying this is what the Lord's kind of put on my heart. Future for WLC, I'm not going to try and take any of your thunder today, but the word is hope. 
There's plenty of hope for this church, for WLC, with whoever the new leader of our flock is going to be. And that's why we have to stand firm as a core. Do not do the expression, buck and run. Now is not the time to buck and run. Now is the time to stand firm in our faith. And in closing, I will say this. Isaiah 49.23 says, Then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who hope in me will not be disappointed. Thank you for letting me speak. Uh, I, I'm so glad the three of them did this because I wanted, I wanted the church family to have a voice today, but we, we just can't open up for an open mic session in here today. Okay? We, we, but but I, I, did, I did want you to feel like you were being heard. And, and, I, and I'm sure that somewhere in those three stories, uh, you, you, you found yourself inside of, of, of one of those, maybe even all of them. It's, this is a journey, and a journey has been happening before, it's been happening while we're here, and the journey will continue. Israel faced a pretty significant transition, and I want to invite you to Joshua chapter 1. Book of Joshua, chapter 1. When it's right after Deuteronomy, and Deuteronomy ends with a, with a really significant historical moment. Moses dies. Imagine the concern that the Israelites had at the point of Moses' death. They, he, he led them out of bondage. Unbelievable, miracle, miraculous things had taken place bef- around them before their very eyes. And they would have ascribed all of that amazing things to Moses' shoulders, even though they all knew, and we still know, that it was God doing it. There was this sense that it was Moses' leadership that had set the stage for all that. And perhaps to a degree that's true, but really it's, it's God's story. When we say the word history, you realize that we're saying His story. Ultimately, that's what we're talking about here. But a, a significant thing has taken place. Their leader is gone. And... God has already begun to speak, just like Lynn said, of how the transition happened for us coming here. God had already began to speak, and He began to speak to Joshua. And we see a continuation of that as we dig into the reading here, right at verse 1 of chapter 1. Here's what it says. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them. 
to the Israelites. Realize their, their whole journey out of Egypt, the, 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 this whole Exodus story hasn't ended yet. They haven't even crossed the Jordan. They haven't entered into the promised land. So they're, they're, they haven't arrived. The journey is, is still happening and now their leader is gone. And you've you got to wonder if some of the perspective of the good people of Israel is, okay, well, I guess we'll head on back to good old Egypt. Or, well, maybe we'll just head off this way and you guys head off this way. Like, I mean, this is pretty significant crossroads. God's voice has already, <coughs> has already started speaking to Joshua. You and all the Israelites... Prepare to continue on. And then there's some promises. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one, no one will be able to stand against you. All the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I mean, maybe the, the truth about some of us in here is wrestling with some discouragement. Maybe there's some fear, fear about next Sunday, even. If we, if we believe what we've heard here, three different testimonies, essentially pointing out but this isn't my church, and it never was. This is, this is God's. It's his kingdom. It's his kingdom that's at work. It was at work before us. It's been at work in our, as we've been experiencing it together. And, and the kingdom of God will continue advancing here. And his encouragement to us is quite simple. Be strong and courageous. I 
will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will continue to bring prosperity to you if you'll just keep putting one step, one foot in front of the other. I will be with you. I want to ask you to do something. I want to ask you to close your eyes for a moment so that you're not looking at me. Imagine right now God speaking to somebody. You don't know the face of this person. You don't know the voice of this person. But he must have the heart of God because God himself is speaking and is, and is prodding and is, and is stirring and is whispering something like this. There, there's a church that needs you. There's a church that is hungry to continue to dig through the word, is hungry to continue to be a family, is, is hungry to continue to worship me in spirit and in truth, and I need you to begin taking the steps towards Woodland Park. Now open your eyes, because I don't want you to fall asleep. See, that's, that's happening right now. Okay, so we're at, if we're at the end of an era, if you want to call it that, or, or, or a season, if you want to call it that. The end of a chapter... The next chapter is already has already started getting written. Now, you don't know the face, you don't know the voice, but you can trust that the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of David, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, The God, or the God of Peter, James, and John, and Paul. Still at work today. The God who, has, who was with a small group of people who launched a little church called Woodland Park Church of the Nazarene in, in the 70s. A God who was at work in that board meeting that Lynn referred to. Been working all through these 15 years. That God is still at work. Not, it, that work doesn't end today. It doesn't end during our potluck lunch today. We're just going to turn a page because the next chapter has, is already being written. He's speaking to somebody. I have the utmost confidence in this. And, and I, I'm hoping, my hope is that you will cling to that hope. 
that you will just know the truth that this, you belong to him. And you are called by his name. Continue to seek his face with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Love him. And continue to love each other. It's a distinguishing characteristic of this group of people. Because we are a place of belonging, believing, and becoming. And just as God has a good and pleasing and perfect will for my life and for my family's, He has one for you as well. I've asked Pastor Greg to lead us in a time of, of prayer as a church family. I just think that it's, it's an appropriate thing for us to do together. I'm going to, let's hand him the mic. I'm going to ask the Troxel family to come up here and stand. And I want the staff to come and the board to come. Those that's on the board, if you could come up here. And anybody else after them that would like to come up here and stand around them. I, probably all of us can't, but when, when I begin to pray, if we could just all stand in honor of what God is doing within our midst. Father, this has been a wonderful journey for the Troxel family. It's been a wonderful journey for this congregation, for this church, for these people. Lord, you have led, you have led this couple every step of the way. You have taught them many lessons, some of them easy, some of them very hard. And Lord, I just pray that you remind them of what you have taught them as they step out for a new journey, for a new location, for a new congregation. God, that they would build upon what you have taught them here and lead, this con- lead that congregation to great heights. And Lord, may your glory May your glory fill that place. And Lord, we appreciate this family so much. We love them. And Lord, it is is not easy to let go. 
But Father, we release them to ministry that you have called them. And in being able to release them, we're opening up a new chapter for our congregation, for our church. Lord, as Pastor F said, you have someone in mind for this congregation. And Lord, as we release them, we send them off, we pray for them that you would do mighty things through these lives, through these children. God, I appreciate this family. You have been so good to us through them. I thank you for the opportunity that I've had to come and mentor and be on staff to train. I have learned so much from them. And Father, I just pray your blessings upon this time. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. This next song we're going to sing is called Build My Life. And the reason I wanted to say something is I feel like for me personally, it just is a total testimony of putting your faith in God and God's will in my life, my family's, and for yours as well. So let's just sing this song as a testimony. Yes, let's stand together.
every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Neither do we. <laughs> and I've been teasing everybody that if this all fails, it's Brian's fault. Just want you all to remember that. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Kind of. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, no pressure. There's no pressure. But um, we are trading a bunch of wonderful knowns. Wonderful, godly, loving people. For a bunch of unknowns, just like you are, much similar to what you are at this church. And faith is the word. Um, wow. What a journey. What a journey we are on the challenge to trust him. It's what he's after. He wants you 
He wants me to trust Him. He wants relationship. And I just want to say, I know I've said this before, I think I have, but He is better. Hear me today. If you hear nothing else, He is better than life. He is, there is nothing like Him. Those are not words in that song. It's the truth. There's no trip to Six Flags. There's no vacation to the Caribbean. There's no new pair of clothes. There's no nothing. There is nothing that compares to loving him, to knowing him, to him. He is, he's it. He's everything. Thank you for loving our family. Thank you for loving us giving us when we made mistakes. And as Nate said, this church, and Brian said, this church body is special because you are loving, and that's going to go on. That's not us, that's him, through you all. I just want to encourage you to do that. We're going to sing, It Is Well With My Soul. And I want to as always, invite you to be comfortable in worship. If you want to be seated, if you want to remain standing. But let's sing to him, lover of our souls.
is bedrock under my feet, the castle in which I live, my rescuing night, my God, the high crag where I run for dear life, hiding behind the boulders, safe in the granite hideout. I sing to God the praise lofty and find myself safe and saved. The hangman's noose was tight at my throat. Devil waters rushed over me. Hell's rope cinched me tight. Death traps barred every exit. But me, he caught, reached all the way. From sky to sea, he pulled me out of that ocean of hate that enemy of chaos, the void in which I was drowning. They hit me when I was down, but God stuck by me. He stood me up on a wide open field. I stood there saved, surprised to be loved. God made my life complete when I placed all the pieces before him. When I got my act together, he gave me a fresh start. And now I'm alert to God's ways. I don't take God for granted. Every day I review the ways he works. I try not to miss a trick and I feel put back together. I'm watching my step. God rewrote the text of my life. He rewrote the text of my life when I opened the book of my heart to his eyes. All things have passed away. Your love has stayed the same. Your constant grace remains the cornerstone. Things that we
shine on you, be gracious to you. May his countenance come upon you. May you be filled with his peace. I love you with all my heart. God bless you. Dismissed.